Welcome to Fierce, Fit, Feminine, and Other F-Words. I'm Christine Brunelli, and I help women unstuck themselves. Today, we're talking about a topic that I love. I love it so much that I started a charm and etiquette school for young girls a few years ago. We're talking about first impressions. And do you know you have one-tenth of a second before someone makes a decision about you looking at your face? Just one-tenth of a second. (laughs) Right, wrong, or indifferent, that's how it works. And we're going to take this and explore how we can make an amazing first impression and a positive lasting one. Let's get started. We make decisions on what we think of people, places, and things within seconds. You do it. I do it. We all do it. And sometimes we don't give the benefit of the doubt for another chance. Think about the first experience that you may have had with maybe a doctor's office that you just didn't have a good vibe with or something going on in that maybe a dentist's office that just felt like, "Mm -mm, not for me, bad first impression. You don't give them another shot. Or how about a restaurant? You have a terrible experience, first impression, right? First visit, first impression, bad experience, you're done. People, We always size them up as soon as we look at them. And I'm going to tell you a lot of details about that in a few minutes. But you you do make a, a judgment on them in a few seconds, in just a few seconds. And you may think, well, we have more grace with people. We give them more chances. That is true. But did you know that your first impression hangs on for a long time and that person has to work really hard to change it, that you keep that bad first impression tucked away subconsciously? It's true. And we do it based on how someone presents themselves, based on how they're dressed, based on how well they're kept, based on their hygiene, based on their eye contact, based on how they smell, (laughs) based on how they speak. I have to tell you this story. A few years ago, my kids are in their 20s. A few years ago, my son was dating someone and I was meeting her for the very first time. He lives two hours away. I had driven the two hours and he was uh, outside in the driveway helping unload my car or something like that. And he said, go on up. She's in the house. And I went in, walked up the flight of stairs because he lived upstairs in an apartment at the time. And I walked in and I said, hi. She didn't lift her eyes. She didn't get off the couch. She had a laptop on her lap and she was looking down, typing away. And she finally looked up and said, Hey, and that was it. She continued typing. And I thought to myself, Oh, this is awkward. (laughs) Now we're not talking about a middle schooler with, you know, problems with shyness. We're talking about someone who is over 28 years old. Okay. And That first impression never left, ever. Now, she did cement that in. She ended up being someone that didn't have good social skills at all. Manners, social skills, etiquette, all of that. So that first impression was dead on. She gave me a poor first impression and I made a judgment within seconds is just not making eye contact when you meet someone is going to give a bad first impression. It's going to put out an energy, right? Well, she never recovered. I made that judgment in my mind and I thought, nope, my son is a, is he chooses good people. He is a great person and he is, he's this golden retriever personality that everyone loves to be around. He's super social, but this particular uh, person just wasn't 
it wasn't that she didn't have a good day. That is just her temperament. And she doesn't care about first impressions. Well, should we care about first impressions? Should you? I'm here to say yes. I think first impressions matter. If first impressions didn't matter, you could go schlepping around town. Well, (laughs) I'm going to say this, but a lot of people do it. You could go schlepping around town dressed like a bum and it wouldn't matter. Back in the day when my grandmother was alive, she was born in 1913, so she'd be over 100 by now. You wouldn't dream of that. You would be dressed with your hair done and everything neat and tidy before you stepped out of the house. Today, we are seeing more and more people, I'm sorry to say it, but it's true, walking out like slobs. Now, as an employer, I can tell you, people come to interviews dressed that way. It never ceases to amaze me. I'm trying not to be shocked every time I see someone walk in and I think, who is coaching these people? Before they go into an interview, no one is teaching them. Now, if you work in a gym or you work in a factory where your clothing doesn't matter and your presentation doesn't matter, I suppose you would show up to an interview, maybe dressed for the job. I'm interviewing for doctor's office, interviewing for my beauty salon. Image is everything. Professionalism and taking care of yourself, making sure your hair looks good. Um, what you wear when you, when you work in a beauty salon matters because people are looking to you for beauty. So why do people not take an interest? Do you take an interest? Let's take an inventory. Let's, let's just sit and be real for a minute. What is it like for you on the daily? Do you look forward to getting ready for the day? Do you have a regimen? Do you have a beauty regimen? If I'm having kind of a low, gloomy day and I put on a pair of my four-inch leopard heels, I'm going to have a different day. It's not going to be so gloomy. You can't have a gloomy day in four-inch leopard heels, right? Well, what do those four-inch leopard heels make for a first impression? It matters knowing where I'm going to be going in those shoes because they say a lot, don't they? Well, if you've never met me before and you see me in black leggings and a black jacket and four-inch leopard heels, you might think a couple things. You might think, well, she likes to party. That might be an impression it gives. Or, well, she likes leopard print. If you're into fashion, you would know when leopard print is trending, in the fashion world. If it's not trending and I'm wearing it, you would make a judgment. And before you jump on me and say, no, I wouldn't. Well, what if I walked out in leg warmers and a headband? You would. That looks like the 1980s. You would go, huh, she's going to a costume party, right? You you would make a decision. And so I'm not saying it's a critical judgment always. It's just a judgment. It's an impression. What we wear and the energy we present and how our hair and our makeup and even our nails are done all puts a package together for a first impression. So let's unpack a little information about what is sized up in a first impression. I think some of this will really be interesting for you and definitely some of it will surprise you. You judge someone's trustworthiness in one-tenth of a second, according to the University of York in England. One-tenth of a second. You look in someone's face. Now, this was before pre-pandemic when we were wearing masks, and we will get there again, I promise. But we size up someone's trustworthiness that quick. Researchers have found that we size up actually 12 different elements and factors about people 
within seconds of meeting them. And this is also how people are sizing you up. So I want you to think about these things. First one, if you're high status, they look at your labels. They look at what you're wearing. Um, There was a study done, a 2011 Dutch study. They found people wearing the same, wearing name brand clothes, to be precise, they gave some labels like Tommy Hilfiger, they were seen as higher status than people wearing non-designer clothes. They simply made a judgment on the status, the financial status of the person based on the labels they were wearing. There were no differences in perceived attractiveness, kindness, or trustworthiness, just their financial status. Here's another one. If you're trustworthy, we already talked about it one-tenth of a second. Princeton University did a study, and they took two groups of university students. One group was to look at actors' faces, different actors. They gave them 100 milliseconds to look at the faces to decide what the competence, likability, attractiveness, and trustworthiness was of the faces. And the other group were able to take as long as they wanted to. Both groups came up with the same conclusions really interesting. It didn't matter the one-tenth of a second or took as long as they want. They had the same information and the same trustworthiness and likability based on one-tenth of a second. They agreed on their findings. You can alter your body language to boost others' trust in you. You can do other things, but just looking at a photo, and today we live in an online world, That matters because if your photo is on LinkedIn or on your resume, that is your first impression before someone even meets you. And now we know that researchers have found they do that in one-tenth of a second. They decide if you're trustworthy. Okay, let's go into another one. If you're charismatic. Now, this one seems like it would be pretty easy, right? A no-brainer. They uh, study in uh, University of Toronto. This was as recent as 2017. They found that observers decide in little, in as little as five seconds whether you have charisma or not by, by watching a silent recording of someone giving a speech. Now, you might think that's really easy. You might think, you know, well, if they're not animated, they don't use their hands, you know, they're probably not charismatic. But I follow a couple influencers, and I have a couple business mentors that are not very animated on screen, but their voice is charismatic. I am using my voice right now to be charismatic. You can't see me. You don't even know if I'm moving my body. So if you were watching a recording of my voice, they decide by watching the body language. I think that's interesting. They decide in the first few seconds, They just people decide whether or not you're leadership material and you do the same thing. You decide if someone's a leader or a follower. In 2012, the University of Miami did a study listening to recordings of political kind of recordings, like I urge you to vote for me kind of things. Research and results showed that participants were more likely to say they'd vote for women who had lower pitched voices because they were perceived as more competent and trustworthy. Interesting. I'm thinking of the movie Legally Blonde with Reese Witherspoon. (laughs) Love that movie. And she was this, you know, beep boppy blonde with a high pitched voice in law school and, you know, making all these benchmark type changes in law. And she would not have seemed trustworthy in the movie and indefinitely not in this study. Interesting to think about, isn't it? 
if you're an on-camera influencer or you're someone that's a radio personality or you have to give speeches or maybe you're a boss, you're a manager and you're a female, your voice, your pitch and your tone matters for your trustworthiness and your competence. Here's one, and if you're a mom, you're going to know this one. We size people up on whether or not they are promiscuous on a first impression. If you're like me, you raised your daughter to not dress in a provocative, promiscuous way because you knew she wasn't a promiscuous girl and you didn't want her to give that impression, right? And if she does give that impression, what does that invite? Now, this is not going down the road of a girl should dress however she wants and all of that. I'm talking about a level of self-respect for young girls school-aged girls. So I don't want to go into that whole argument, but we do size up whether someone is promiscuous or not by how they dress. I want you to think about it. If you go out on a girl's night and you meet someone who isn't someone you know, a a girlfriend brought her along, she's wearing a very deep plunging neckline, you can see her cleavage, you you can see more than her cleavage. I mean, if she went sideways, we're talking like J-Lo visibility here, right? (laughs) What, What are you thinking? Now, J-Lo gets away with it because she's on stage. She's an entertainer. But if we're going out to dinner with a girlfriend and she brings a friend and this one is wearing this plunging neckline and maybe even the blouse is sheer and you can see through it and you can see her undergarments through it. So it's very provocative. You've made those judgments. So in 2007, a British study found that women with visible tattoos were perceived by men and women as less attractive as heavy drinkers and more promiscuous than females who have no ink. Oh my goodness. Now this might sound dated, right? Because tattoos are just about everywhere. Grandmothers are getting them. Okay. So they have been a little bit more in the mainstream now, but I think this still holds today because if someone is not tattooed, and she dresses very professionally, she might get the leave the first impression of being prudish or super uber professional. But if you have someone that is tattooed, first impression is she could be promiscuous. So in Britain, at least, tattooing among, among the ladies is often associated with a lad culture, meaning proclivity for alcoholic beverages, sports, fast cars, and like guy things, hanging out with the boys and maybe going home with one. That's the first impression. It doesn't mean that's who you are. That's the impression it gives. Okay, here's the next one. First impressions on whether or not you are intelligent. Loyola Marymount University had a study in 2007, and it found that looking at your conversation partner in the eye was huge for your perceived intelligence. Looking while speaking was a key behavior. It correlated with IQ. It was successfully manipulated by impression managing targets and contributed to higher perceived intelligence ratings. One more thing, wearing thick glasses and speaking expressively helps too. (laughs) So if you want to put up the air on the first date with the professor that you found on Hinge or whatever that might be, 
You might want to wear those thick glasses. Look him in the eye when you speak. Be expressive in your words. Again, that study, and I want to make sure I'm giving reference to all of these. That was 2007 at Loyola Marymount University. Okay, here's another one. Whether or not you're dominant. University of Pennsylvania study found in 2012. Here's one. Now, this is for the men, and this is a podcast for women, I understand. But if you look at a man, let's see if you would size up with this within seconds. They found that men with shaved or bald heads were rated as more dominant than similar men with a full head of hair. Would you agree with that? Men whose hair was digitally removed on a photo were perceived as more dominant, taller, and stronger than the true photo. They did this online. Fascinating, right? Like just shaving someone's head or they're naturally bald and they automatically get the dominance vote, right? Some of these things we can't control. How about sizing up whether someone is successful or not? So if you want to look successful, get dressed for it. You've always heard dress for success. Well, that's true. In 2013, Britain again did a study and participants looked at photos of men in tailored suits versus tailored altered for their body versus off the rack suits. They gave them five minutes. Guys in the tailored suits were rated as more successful. Interesting. So if you're wearing clothes that don't fit you well, we make an assumption you're not as successful. You, and I don't know that we actually really process all of that, you know, in detail, but we make a split decision. The evidence of this study, it appears men may be advised to purchase clothing that is well tailored because it positively enhances, enhances the image they communicate to others. Now, in another study, and I cannot find the reference, I'm going to find the reference and probably put it in the show notes. They showed women blocked out their face and put them in different skirts. This was all done online. And based on the length of the skirt, the viewers decided whether that woman was educated beyond high school, whether she was promiscuous, whether she was professional, and whether she was a leader. Based on the length of the skirt, they couldn't even see the person's face. They, They blocked the head. How we dress is sized up. Our whole image is sized up within seconds. Okay. One of the last ones, if you're adventurous, people decide that they don't just read into who you are from your appearance, but from the way you move. In 2012, a study at Durham University had students watch video clips of other students walking. Some had loose gates, some had short, tight gates, and just a few steps, a few seconds were needed to give a sense of the people in the study, a personality type, adventurous or boring, (laughs) all in how you walk. How about this one? Are you dateable? Any singles out there listening? A recent study on online dating, and you know, this is just based on a photo, which is 
so important that we're even talking about this first impression. Your photo is speaking about who you are, right? So it's really key to portray the image that you want them to have. This recent study of online dating showed that users of dating sites quickly determine how dateable you are just from your picture. Okay, appearing more extroverted, open to new experiences, emotionally stable and likable boosted your success, but seeming more ambitious and competent hurt women on the website, but it helped male users find success. So you have to work on your photo to make you look likable and approachable and and intelligent and all of that. But then you have to use the text and what you write to provide in your dating profile to provide the first impression that you want to hold true with your picture. Super ambitious. I'm going to bust the glass ceiling women on dating profiles don't fare as well. So if that's your personality, girl, I say keep on going. You just need to know you need to attract a man who is not intimidated by that badass energy. Okay, so let's see. What else do we want to go over? I think there's another one. If you could be a friend or an enemy, we size that up within seconds of meeting someone. How crazy is that? Have you ever met someone and thought, yeah, I don't trust them? Friend or enemy? It's not just your eyes that help you form a first impression. So this was an Italian psychologist that suggested our sense of smell determines if someone's a friend or foe. According to this research, we determine if someone is in our family or social group by scent. If someone smells familiar, it's a sign that they're like us and we would find social support with them. If they smell way too different, we think that they don't have our best interest in mind. Huh. Didn't think about smell probably, did you? There is one more. The last one to go over is if you're on your way to a promotion. We size that up. It's not just in your status, your earning potential. In 2011, in Canada, university students were shown photos of male men dressed in either business or casual attire, and they asked questions about how that guy would perform in a variety of jobs. The results were stark. Not only were the very well-dressed guys expected to make more money, they were expected to get promotions more rapidly than the guy that just wears sweatpants and a t-shirt. And that same thing is true for females. Okay, these 12 things, we just covered a whole lot in a very short period of time. Now, I'm 20 minutes in and I want to get working on how we're going to boost our first impression. So here's what I want you to think about. What are you putting out there in the world? Before you open your mouth, before you get to speak and say who you are, in seconds, three seconds, people are deciding if they like you. So if you're a shy person, how are you going to change that whole, I'm uncomfortable, I want them to like me, but ooh, they intimidate me. Well, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to make eye contact and you're going to smile. If you smile... You're warming the whole room up right away. Make eye contact and smile doesn't mean you're flirting. It means you're kind. It means you're approachable. Your energy speaks before you even take your second step in a room. So what is your energy? If you're looking down at the floor, if you're looking at your phone, if you're not paying attention to your surroundings, your energy is saying, I don't want to be bothered. If you're 
dressed in clothes that don't fit you, if you have unkept hair, now you're in a room I can't be bothered and I didn't even want to be here because that's the impression you're giving. You didn't even have the self-respect to get dressed or the respect for other people to dress and do your hair. But there's another thing besides your energy and your overall look that definitely contributes to your first impression, and it's your posture and the way you carry your body. And as a chiropractor, I am a very, I'm a stickler when it comes to posture. Standing up tall with your shoulders back, the way you sit, stand, and greet people gives a first impression. If you're hunched over with rounded shoulders and your head is down, what kind of impression is that giving? You already know the answer to that. If someone glides in a room and their posture is beautiful, it's not peacocking with their chest out like a gymnast just nailed a jump or a landing. It's just pleasant. You're standing tall. The girls are up. They're not down. Do you know what I'm talking about? Your chin is up. Your eye level is up. The way you walk, you're picking up your feet. You're not shuffling them. I could do a whole podcast episode on that, girls. Pick up your feet. If you're a, if you're someone that drags your feet, not a great first impression. Pick your feet up. Walk with your head high and your shoulders back. Okay, I'm going to speak to the moms again, but you don't have to be a mom for this. If someone sits and they they slouch over the t- over the table and their legs are just kind of wherever, what kind of what kind of impression does that leave? It's sloppiness. If a lady sits in a chair and she crosses her legs or crosses her an- her feet at the ankles, it's a lot more polished, isn't it? What kind of impression does that give? It gives an impression that you are a put-together woman. If you sit on the arm of a chair with your knees apart, or worse, you slouch down on a couch with your legs out the way a man would sit, what kind of impression does that give? Your posture in the way we sit, stand, and walk matters. Even the way we stand speaks. If you stand with your arms crossed and Leaning into one hip on one side, that's a very closed posture. What is that communicating? If you're standing evenly on both feet and you're not crossing your arms, your arms are open, that speaks to I'm confident and I'm approachable. If you're in one hip, like you know what I mean by standing in one hip where all your weight is on one side and your arms are crossed, that says, I don't really need you to come talk to me. Now, if that's the image and the impression you want to give, then do it. But if that's not the impression you want to give, you need to work on your posture. But I want you to work on standing tall with your head up. And if you struggle with rounded shoulders and poor posture, I'm going to give you an exercise that you can do. Every single person listening right now can do this exercise. It doesn't hurt you. It strengthens the muscles that help support good posture. You're going to get right up against a wall, flush against a wall. I want your heels against the baseboard. Your bum is going to be touching the wall, your shoulder blades are touching the wall, and your head is touching the wall. And some of you might be listening going, well, what? That's easy. Well, go try it. Tell me how easy it is. It is not easy, especially if we have a little bit of a bigger bum, because then our, you know, it just changes everything, right? But that is 
ears over shoulder, shoulder over hip, hip over knee, knee over ankle posture. Now, nobody walks that perfectly straight, but those muscles need to be trained to be able to do so if you have rounded shoulders or if you struggle with walking with poor gait and maybe leaning forward or as if you're like carrying a football. Uh, I work a lot with gait and helping people glide beautifully versus lumbering, okay? I want you to work on this exercise against the wall. Start one minute and build up to three minutes. And if you can go to five minutes, it's hard. It's not easy to stand there for five minutes with your head, your shoulders, your bum, and your heels all flush against the wall. But that exercise will help strengthen the muscles that support good posture. So that's one for you. I want you to walk in a room with confidence, with your shoulders back, picking up your feet, very confident, with your arms open, ready to receive, because that's going to build your likability and trust factor right away. Okay, so besides posture and energy, first things are eye contact, smile. Next thing, if you don't have time to do your hair, I opened a beauty salon specifically because I know women don't have time to do their hair. It's a blow dry bar where we shampoo, dry and style and you're in and out the door in an hour or less and the hair lasts for days. Okay. I did that because I know women don't know how to style their own hair, but at least brush it. And if you have a curling iron or a flat iron, get rid of some of the frizz and the little curly nonsense. Learn about products that would make it look shiny and not like dry straw. And I'm coming out swinging here, but come on. It's not that hard. You can go on YouTube. You can go online and do a search. How to help dry hair. How to help frizzy hair. If you don't have time to style it, do a cute pony. Do a cute ponytail. It's okay. Accessorize it with earrings and a little lip color and maybe some blush on your cheeks. Okay, so your hair not being done is no excuse. And it does make a first impression. How about the rest of it? I just said, how about a little makeup? Okay, you can be a I don't wear makeup girl. I'm cool with that. Make sure you're using sunscreen to protect your skin. But I think a little tinted chapstick even, like Burt's Bees or something like that. Give your lips a little color, a little moisture. Get a brush to brush your eyebrows. Make sure they're waxed, tweezed, or shaped. Nobody, nobody today in this world should have bushy, unshaped eyebrows. And if you don't know how to shape them, find a salon that will wax them for you. It's under $20 US. You can get them cleaned up and shaped and they're done. If they're not a shade darker than your hair, you can take about five years off your age if you get a brow pencil or a powder and use a brush and put it on your brows, follow the hairline and get some get some brows on your face. It's going to open your eyes, make you look younger. And if you look in their eyes when you walk in a room and you smile and you have eyebrows, girl, you're winning. First impression is awesome. Likeable, approachable. She did her hair. She's got brows. Okay, I'm liking this girl. Now, what about your hands? What? My hands? Yes, your hands. My daughter's a professional equestrian and her hands are in outside in the elements all day long. 
She goes to get her nails done. She gets manicures because her cuticles get just trashed working in the, all the weather and the elements that her hands get dry. Her nails break. Her polish breaks. You don't have to have a color on your nails. You can just have them natural or a clear coat, but have your nails trimmed, cleaned, cuticles trimmed, no dirt, please. <laughs> and your hands should be nice and moisturized. It's very important. It's an important first impression. Outfits. Okay. I have a real problem with schlepping around. I think schlepping should be for your house. Do you know the word schlep? (laughs) Schlepping is not taking an interest in how you present yourself. You are just, you know, if you're sick and you don't feel well, you're under the weather and you want to Netflix all day and you're in like your joggers and a big sweatshirt and your hair's in a top knot, you didn't do any makeup, like you might have deodorant on, that's schlepping. And, you know, big fuzzy slippers. When I see that go to a grocery store, oh, it's nails on a chalkboard. You don't walk out of your house like that. Now, if you're sick and you need Theraflu, we're not talking about that. That's different. You're taking care of yourself. But if you didn't take the time to get yourself ready to go out in the world and present yourself in a way that shows that, hey, I care about myself. I care about looking good and feeling good. And I respect you enough to not have to look at me in my PJs. (laughs) And you might not agree with this and that's okay. But your first impressions are being made and you might be in the store with someone who's going to be your boss someday or possibly a guy who could be a potential suitor if you're single. You never know. Take some time to put yourself together. You don't have to be decked out in your leopard pumps and your black leggings and like I started this episode with, but dressed neatly, clean, put together. And unless you just left the gym or a five-mile run, you should not smell like body odor. (laughs) We talked about that for a first impression in one of the 12 factors that size up whether someone is going to have a positive or negative experience with you. Your scent matters. And in the United States, we are obsessed with cleanliness compared to some other nations. I understand that, but you should not smell bad. You should not smell like body odor. No one wants to be around that. It is not attractive. It's if you are sweaty from the gym, that's that's the only excuse for you to be able to go anywhere. If you smell like you just, you know, <laughs> worked out and you're dripping with sweat, okay. But it, for the most part, Your clothes should be clean and you should at least be soapy clean. And if you don't know anything about fragrance and you haven't been with me for very long, I'm a fragrance nut. I even did a whole episode on fragrance. You can go back in my episodes and look for F is for fragrance. I break it down in how to choose a fragrance for you, for your body chemistry, because you don't want to just go to the store if you like it out of the bottle. Nope. It doesn't always smell like that hour or two hours later. So you need to smell good. It's not just look good. It's smell good. So your hair is done. Your face is clean. It has eyebrows. You have some lip color, maybe a little blush. You have your outfit put together. You're not schlepping. And if you need a little zhuzh, because that's my other favorite word, that's adding some extra style or appeal to make something look a little bit more, just a little bit. Add some jewelry or add a scarf for an accessory. Those little details 
add huge perks to your first impression. It shows that you took an interest in your appearance and that you like to look good and like to look nice. Now, this is all in appearance. So I've covered all of the physical attributes that are going to, you know, present your first impression that people are going to size you up in three seconds based on, you know, everything that we just talked about. But your energy and your attitude are more important. Yes, I just said they're more important when I already went through, don't be a schlep. I get it. But this is what I want you to hear. If you have a bad attitude and negative energy, you can be dressed like Audrey Hepburn or some fancy silver screen movie star, dressed gorgeous. And if your attitude, sorry, I'm going to say it sucks, your first impression's gone. What is your first impression going to be? It's going to be, well, she's a negative biatch. (laughs) She's a well-dressed, you know, it's not going to be positive. And if you want your first impression to be positive, your energy and your attitude have to be positive. So that's where the smiling comes in. That's where the eye contact comes in. You need to be able to read the room, know your audience. So if you're going for a job interview, no matter what, you need to be on a professional level every single job, professional level. If you're more professional than the person interviewing you, that is okay. Totally fine. Be professional. If you're at a party, you want social positive energy. It's not necessarily professional unless it's a professional gala or something like that, but you're going to be a little more relaxed, more social, more approachable, right? So your energy and your attitude has to match the audience and the room you're in. If you're a social influencer or you're on camera, what is it that you want to communicate to your audience? Do you want it to be, I want you to like, know, and trust me? Do you want it to be um, just a goofy clown having fun? Do you want it to be, I'm intelligent? Well, that energy and the attitude you use need to match the outfit that you have to give them that impression. And you only get one chance, my friend, one chance to make a first impression. And it takes a lot of work for somebody to overcome it. Wherever you are in life, First impressions still matter. I don't care if it's a billionaire who doesn't need to go to work another day. That billionaire still builds relationships, still meets people, still treats the barista that makes the coffee for them. If you're on an online dating app like Hinge or Bumble, your first impression matters from online to in person. Am I right? If you're looking for a job, if you're trying to meet new friends, all of this applies to wherever you are in life. So I'm going to give you a quick recap. It starts with your posture, the way you walk, sit, and stand. It matters. It also starts with your energy and your attitude. That speaks before you ever open your mouth. Knowing your audience, what are you there for? Are you there to schmooze and make friends and network? Are you there to be professional and a little bit more reserved? Know your audience. Take care of your appearance. Take care of your hair and makeup. Take an interest in what you're wearing. Dress for where you're going. Dress for the part that you want to play in the impression that you want to make. All of this matters. All of it applies to me 
and you. And I hope you found this helpful. Send me a message. I would love to hear from you if this is something you're working on or if there's something in first impressions you would like to learn more about. Info at christinebrunelli.com is how you can reach me through email. I'm so glad you spent this time with me. Thank you for being here. I want you to succeed in life, my friend. I want you to get the job, find the relationship, feel good about yourself from the inside out. And working on first impression has so much impact on all of those things. If you liked this episode, don't forget to hit subscribe so that you get notified when a new episode releases. And feel free to share this with a friend. Maybe they're out in the job hunt world. Maybe they're in the dating world. Maybe it's a high school student that you think might benefit from something like this. I am so honored for each of you that share my episodes. Until next time, have a fierce, fit, feminine, and fabulous day.